welcome to the Orion Sportscast Podcast, the most refreshing analysis, insight, and opinions in the world of sports. Here are your hosts, Josh Egan and Brandon Waterhouse. Uh, We are joined today by a very special guest, Samantha Ridgewell from Toronto 6. We're super excited. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Samantha, I'm just going to hand it over to you. Why don't you tell us about yourself, where you've played, where you play, where you're playing, all that good stuff. All right. So, I mean, way back when small town hockey started, um, played in a couple small towns uh, in the area and then eventually moved on to AAA with the Saskatoon Stars, then did two years at uh, it's a school called uh, the Notre Dame in Saskatchewan. It's a like a private uh, hockey school. So that's um, that's where I went after that and then graduated there. Um, and then going there kind of got me the um, uh, I can't think of the word, sorry. Uh, the kind of people were able to actually watch me play some good hockey down there. So then uh, Merrimack College uh, found me um, and then I continued on there, committed and signed and went there and played four years down there in Hockey East. And then uh, luckily found my way over in Sweden for last season. And then now I'm over here in Toronto. Perfect. So we want to go back. We're going to get to the bubble and the six and all that. So we're just going to go kind of back to the beginning, not too, too far. Um, <laughs> but so, so kind of when you were growing up and I'm sure you watched hockey on TV or you had heard, heard of uh, players and goalies. Yeah. So who were some idols that you looked up to and did you interact with any of them? Did, how did that impact you in any way? Uh, so my uh, longtime goalie idol is Mika Kiprasov uh, with the Calgary Flames. Um, I was a little lost when he retired and didn't really know who to cheer for after that. But he is actually the reason why I'm number 34. Um, just growing up, I've, I always loved watching him and loved the style. And I thought he was the best goalie in the world. Um, so I'm, I'm sure he's one of the reasons that I became a goalie. Uh, just right. from watching all the late night Flames games. And, um, and then... As for like interactions, I was never really lucky enough to really meet any. Um, yeah, not that I could think of. I don't think I ever got to meet any like uh, professional hockey players uh, firsthand. But maybe one day I'll meet Kiprasov. Still, there's still hope. I might have to go to Finland to do that. But yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah. a that's a pretty good idol to have. He was a great goalie to watch, and he was a little bit. I didn't get to see him that much, but um, yeah. When I moved here in 2003, that's when I started watching hockey, so I don't have too much memory mm, okay. of that. Yeah. But uh, so growing up, uh, you said it was a small town. Did that impact like the travel schedule? How much access did you have to ice? Like, how was how was that? Uh, I think it was tougher on my parents than me, honestly. Uh, I c- come from a family of four kids, and all of us played hockey at the same time. So lots of times we were getting shipped off, lots of carpooling um because once we got older and started playing like female hockey like you'd have to drive sometimes hour hour and a half to meet up in the middle so that everybody had a long commute to get there so I think it was tougher on them I mean I didn't mind I just did my homework yeah. in the car or slept right. on the way to practice but um but so, I like small town hockey yeah, yeah that's I, honestly I kind of want to even bring it back Josh had we didn't want to go too far back but why don't you tell everyone where you're from, like the city, like the small town that you're from? I don't think we even went over that. Uh, so I'm from a small town. Uh, it's called Outlook, Saskatchewan. Right. Yeah. And uh, I was doing some digging, I guess, and I saw that you actually were pictured with Darcy Kemper. Now, where is he from? And what's the correlation <laughs> there with that picture? 
Um, so I'm not sure where he grew up exactly, but like I started meeting him um, at the goalie school. There's a goalie school in uh, Saskatoon that we both started training at. Right. I think he had been there for a long time, but I went there and then met him. So I had to take a picture. And I think I'm sure you saw the one that's on my Instagram. That might be the one. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And then so just every couple he'd come out a couple times a month, um, sometimes just for mentoring us, um, which was awesome. And then I also ran into ran into him a couple times at the gym too, so I have chatted with him a couple times. So I guess that yeah. would be my professional running. Yeah, I saw, and I went on his Instagram. He's all about the riders, like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and yep. he's uh, and this, to mention that, like recently, I don't know if you probably have seen it, but like the full outdoor rink. Did you see what they did on the Rough Riders field with the pure like, ice all over the CFL football field? It's one of the biggest outdoor rinks there is now. Like right now. Yeah, yeah I just Josh, did it. Oh, too. yeah. Oh no, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the mosaic. Yeah. Uh, mosaic. Yeah. Yeah, mosaic. Yeah. Yeah, mosaic. Oh, I flooded, <laughs> flooded the entire thing, and now it's the largest outdoor rink in Saskatchewan. This happened like over the weekend. It's pretty interesting. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll have to look at that. Maybe I'll yeah, tell my man. family to go. I just got back to Toronto today, so I. But maybe perfect I could go time, when I get back yeah. in March too. Mm-hmm. Well, so, perfect. you played your. Uh, I guess you can say your school career over in the States. And I don't want to butcher the name of the schools. Can you just say it again for me? I always uh, butcher Mer- <laughs> it's good. Merrimack College. Merrimack, Merrimack College. So yeah. what was that like playing there and just kind of the process of getting into that school? Yep. Uh, well, I loved it. I would definitely recommend that school. Um, it was nice and small, which I liked growing up in small towns. There was only about, I think, like 3,000 kids there. So Um, I mean, which was still big to me, but I couldn't imagine going to those schools that are like 60,000 people. Um, I'd get lost on my campus sometimes. (laughs) It wasn't very big. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was good. I loved it. The coaches were great. My teammates were awesome. It's like cheesy. I feel like everybody says it, but like you really do make lifelong friends in college. Yeah, I'm Um, just looking at your numbers here for the season you mm -hmm. had there. They're pretty impressive. They get better and better every year. Thanks. Yeah, I was seeing that too. Yeah, that program works then, it looks like. Yeah, they have great coaching there. Good. Uh, who coached you there? Um, so the head coach is Aaron Hamlin. And okay. then Steph, Mogre, sorry, Steph Moberg was there for three out of my four years. And then I had a couple different assistant coaches um, that were just coming and going and moving on to other programs as well. But then my senior year, uh, I have to give a lot of the goalie credit to Chris Hall. He came oh. in. He was my full-time goalie coach, so... Well, it seemed it seemed to work because then you went over Mm -hmm. to Sweden. Uh, Was that much of an adjustment, like because it's new culture, new language, or how how much adjusting did that take? Um, It actually wasn't as big of an adjustment as I thought it was going to be. Luckily, a lot of them spoke pretty fluent English, and they like to learn, like to practice their English. Um, So like within the team it wasn't that bad but like just walking down the street or like I actually found going to the grocery store was the hardest thing because you'd have to sit there with google translate scanning (laughs) every single item trying to make sure you got what you need um so like the The team was great but yeah yeah exactly yeah no but like traveling getting to play over there in the league it was all phenomenal so did did they reach out to you or did they see you play or how did that work so I reached out to them. Um, my head coach, Aaron, at Merrimack, had actually played USA Hockey with um, the U-Garden head coach at the time. I don't even know how many years ago. So there was a small contact there. 
Um, so at least I wasn't getting sent over to a complete stranger, but right. I had originally emailed the, the teams over there and sent some game film and got that started that way. Nice. So, oh, where did I go here? I just closed the tab. <laughs> All good. So, um, let's get to the good stuff. So the Toronto Six, they are an expansion team in the NWHL. We're really excited about it because now we have <laughs> women's hockey back after, unfortunately, the CWHL folded. So now we mm -hmm. have that option back here. So an expansion team, not many people get to do that. What's that been like so far since the announcement of the team, you joining the team, the process it's been through? We see you guys got a new change room. Uh, mm -hmm, it yep. was all decked out. I love that video. It looked really cool. And then you're obviously playing at Canland Ice Sports. Um, so what's that been like, the whole introduction to the team? Well, I'm not sure if you know, but I, this is kind of the second expansion team that I've been on. It's Merrimack. I went mm -hmm. there as a first year program too. So yeah. and you could say I have a little bit of experience in the new program area, um, but it's been good. Like I love the support that you get from the fans. And I mean, you said it yourself, you guys are excited for a team in the area. And uh, we can tell that a lot of people are excited for a team in the area. So we feel that and we read the social media and the support that we're getting. And um, It's just too bad. I feel bad that we can't get any home games uh, this season, but I feel like it's just more anticipation for next season when we actually get to play at home to yeah. uh, see like the support in the stands. Um, but it's been awesome so far. The team is great. Uh, it's been tough getting to know people and getting to practice with the COVID regulations and stuff right. like that. But we're making do with what we got. And then uh, I'm excited to get together at the bubble because yeah, that'll be sure. the first time we I get some real question. bonding. We're talking about the yeah. uh, selection process and how you reached out to the team over in Sweden how was the selection mm -hmm. and the recruitment process to the six like uh especially with an expansion team like is it a draft or um so there yeah there is a NWHL draft but that's just for um recent college grads um and I think they pick there's five rounds um so obviously yeah. not enough to fill it's not like an NHL expansion draft or anything like that so the I process see. was actually pretty similar I actually just emailed uh digit um centers the same game film and kind of got the ball rolling from there. And right. then she, awesome. yeah, she reached out to previous coaches that I had had and kind of vetted me that way. But, yes. Mm -hmm. I, re I remember the draft was coming up and I think it was a couple hours before Toronto traded the first pick. I was like, oh, okay. But it, se <laughs> it seemed to work out. It worked right, right yeah, exactly. to Boston. But, uh, so yeah. it's obviously it's been a strange start to the season and the excitement levels building. We, we wanted to see... Because ever since the start of the team, like the, the reveal of the name, the jerseys are probably in my top three cleanest jerseys I've ever seen, especially those white ones. They're, you they're, like the white ones the best? I love, I love the white ones. And I don't know if, if a goalie likes a white jersey because the puck will mark them up. But Yeah, I got to uh, go with the black. I love the black. Yeah, yeah. I, love, <laughs> I love those white ones. They're really good. But yeah. so uh, the excitement's building. But how's your excitement since the announcement of the bubble? And obviously, since the bubble was announced it's just kept rolling because you get a, you get a TV mm -hmm. deal for the two, for the last two days of the tournament. I guess we can call it a tournament. Um, you know, it's at the Herb Brooks arena where Miracle on Ice was like, what's the excitement with you and within the change room and the players? I mean, I feel like when it first got announced, I almost like didn't even really know like what to feel. Like I was excited to finally get some games, but like, I didn't really understand the true importance of the bubble but now like as you said seeing all of the deals be signed and um all the promotion that we're getting like it's it's more than just 
just a random little tournament in Lake Placid. Yeah. Like it's, it's a big deal. And I'm, I'm learning that more and more every single day as they, the, the, like the owners and the high up um, people of the NWHL continue to get us these big deals. Like the NBC one, that was huge. Um, that was massive. And then hearing the reactions from my family and stuff like that, I get all the texts saying, okay, now, now this is business. I want to watch you on TV. Um, which I mean, the goal all along is to go all the way anyways, but yeah. Now we got everybody else making bets on us too, saying you, you better get on TV. Um, so I'm excited. Do you, do you guys have your schedule for the tournament yet or no? Uh, I don't think it's been released yet, no. Okay, because no. I, I know there's – I'm assuming you play everybody once kind of in a round robin and then it's – That would be my guess, there. yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of yeah. – I, I just remembered that they had said it was five games. So I didn't know if the schedule was announced yet. No, I don't yeah. think so. Hopefully okay. soon. And we can start well, building those kind of rivals and like – I was gonna say there's teams all yeah. over like the buff i know josh and the buffalo team has josh josh has ties to the bills so <laughs> yeah it's it's all over but um so the getting ready for the bubble mm-hmm. do you, when you guys fly in or drive in or however you get there yep are you gonna have to quarantine when you get there or is it is there any rules around that do you know um, so I think the plan is to, we have to get a test before we cross the border um, to get down there. And then the plan I think is to drive so that it's just a more secure, like we only really see each other. Um, it's just kind of going to be an extension of the bubble. So drive down there. I believe that we get tested when we get there. And then I think waiting for those results, I think we have like our mini 24 hour quarantine where we're, we're in our rooms. Um, so that's going to be kind of weird. And then I think, after that, I believe we get tested a few times a week um, and just kind of go from there. So it sounds like you're going to have a lot of time to kill while you're down there because you're not <laughs> going to be allowed. The whole point of the bubble is to stay in it. So you're not going to be able to leave. So what are you going yep. to bring anything with you? Like what's your plan to kill time down in the bubble? Uh, so we've kind of been brainstorming uh, slowly over group chat, like what we're going to do. And I think uh, we're going to bring a couple PS4s. I own Rock Band, so I think we're going to get oh. that going. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we've found that we're all big into card games. So I think we're going to do that lots. And I'm going to bring some puzzles, just stuff like that to kind of get an escape from hockey because it's, it's going to be a lot of hockey in those right. two weeks. So I think it's important. I got a quick to, question, actually. That's yeah. funny that you mentioned like the group chats and – especially with like an expansion team and a new team, right? You have no one, like the leaders are kind of unknown, right? And within the locker room, they're like, people have to establish that. How have you seen that right now go? Is it the older people or the young ones taking like a step up? Like how does the situation right now go? Who's taking like leadership roles? Um, As of right now, I'd say mostly the older girls are stepping up and a lot of them have been coached by digits. So she's kind of been, they've been an extension of her as well, just because they know her coaching style and they just know her better, especially like a person like me. It's tough. Like the only time you really get to have a conversation with the coaches is when you get to call them and like, she's been having zoom meetings. So um, it's different in that aspect. And then also the girls that have played in the league before um, they've really been stepping up too, but it's actually just a very mature group of girls. Um, So it's more just logistical stuff. Like, who's in charge of getting the diet plan for while we're there and just like dress code, like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That dress code. I want to see, I want to see the most like outlandish thing possible. (laughs) I I don't want to see, I want, I want to see something I haven't seen before. That's pretty, (laughs) kind of get like the Drake representation up down there. Yeah. Oh, what? Sorry. 
a fur coat. Got to get like the fur drape coat? recommendation in the six. We got to do something down there. Yeah. Canadian tuxedos. Oh, think of our of best tuxedos. Could you? <laughs> yeah. So I'm obviously, free. obviously with this NBC deal, it's huge. Um, yeah. What can the viewers look forward to watching? Not just you, but the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, I like you always hear about like, oh, there's no hitting. There's no like fights in girls hockey and stuff like that. Sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I, th- I think that comes from a lot of times people that haven't actually watched a girls hockey game. Um, so I think it's important to just give one game a, a shot because you realize that it's actually a pretty skilled game because you can't just go take the open ice hit. Like you have to be able to take, like, I mean, there is still like contact. It's just, you can't yeah. take the open ice hit. So there's still a con it's a contact game, but you have to, there's a little bit more skill to it because you can't just go run somebody into the board to take the puck away. Um, so I think that's, something that they would see and probably learn to love because it is a very skilled game. Um, and like the passion, I mean, all of us, it, it, the women's hockey's not where, where we want it to be. Like we mm-hmm. still have to work and stuff like that. So there is that passion that like um, you have a long day of work and then still have to find the energy and time to make it to practice, but we do it because we love it. Yeah. So um, that passion and commitment is there and you'll see it at the bubble too. And, especially from the last few months of not getting to to play like the passion and the energy and like I feel like we're just going to come out on fire all the teams because it's been so built up for so long so it, right. I think it'll be really good hockey yeah I'm excited for it uh so who are you most excited to play who are you most nervous to play you don't have to give away any secrets but have you guys done some research do you guys have film on many teams um maybe the coaches do but I haven't seen any film so far I know they've asked me to do a little bit of like statistics digging and stuff uh just like excel spreadsheets and getting that stuff but I'm only about halfway through so mm-hmm. I haven't fully finished my research but I'd say I'm probably most excited to play the Buttes just because Buttes and the Riveters um because I had my best friend Dominique Kramers on the Buttes and then Paige Voigt, another Merrimack teammate, is on the Riveters. So, right uh, yeah, it'll, uh, that's probably my personal rivalries just because I know them pretty well. Um, but as for, like, dangerous players and stuff like that, I can't really comment on that yet. I'm not really sure. Yeah, um, yeah but probably no, be, that'd be my rival right now. Yeah, that'll be fun. I don't know. I'm trying to decide who your rival's going to be. It's either going to be the Pride or the Buttes. I can't. Well, I feel like, like Buttes, maybe because we're closer, but there yeah. was a lot of heat going down on Twitter a couple I weeks saw that. with the pride, yeah. <laughs> so it might be Boston. I don't know who's running that social media account, but they might be, uh, I hope they're not running both. I know just arguing right? with themselves, but <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. There yeah, might, no, be some, she... might be some Twitter bombs thrown. Right. I think that, yeah, the social media is going to be pretty funny during the bubble. I'm sure it'll get pretty heated. Oh yeah, it's been great. Yeah. And I think that also brings like such an extra uh, like area of views, like people from Twitter. It brings a whole different aspect of uh, people who can comment on it. Maybe they might not watch it on TV if they don't have the time, but they'll comment yeah. on the Twitter because Twitter's so interactive. And then all of a sudden, you know, you guys are trending. That's what we're hoping for. Exactly. Well, and I think she's done a good job. Um, our social media person, her name is Alyssa. Um, got to give right. credit to her because she does a great job. Um, but I think Showed it's good list. that it's not all just straight hockey content. Like she's got a lot of funny memes and stuff like that. Yeah. So you're getting That's, to yeah. viewers that might just scroll through a video of practice, but 
then they start looking at our Twitter account and they're like, Oh, this team's pretty funny. Like, and then you, you yeah, kind of get hooked that way. So and then you learn to love hockey. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. no, it's definitely been the Twitter game has been at the top of the league for sure. So how do you guys, <laughs> when the puck drops, how do you think you're going to do? Cause I think you're going all the way, but what can we, what can yeah, we expect? You so? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I'm a total homer, but what can we expect <laughs> realistically? Do you have uh, any idea? <laughs> Well, I appreciate the support. And I mean, uh, like since day one, like the very first time that I talked to Digit on the phone, like her question was like, if you're going to play with me, like, are you ready to win the, the cup? Mm-hmm. And with, but with way more excitement as you'll see uh, <laughs> later on in the season, I'm sure. Um, but that like, she asked that all the time. Like every time we're doing a tough practice or something like that, she's like, this is for the cup. Like we got to, we got to get through it. Like, um, so I think that's been installed in our brains this entire time. So, uh, I mean, the goal is to go all the way, so we're going to give everything we can to make it all the way. Well, we hope you do. Um, one, one final question, and I'm going to ask Digit the same thing when she comes on. That's the first time I've announced it on the show. We will be having Digit Murphy on. Uh, so you'll see your excitement next week. I got a week. question after you, Josh. <laughs> okay. Do you think you're at the Herb Brooks Arena? I'm sure we all know the miracle on ice speech. <laughs> Do you think she'll deliver something like that? And can you see her doing that exact speech but replacing the team name just all the games? Honestly, she probably would be the one that memorizes it and does it. Um, but she like the speeches that she comes up with are really good on their own. So I'm sure we'll get some type of miracle on ice speech every single time we get to the rink. Uh, I love it. She's good. It's good motivation. She's she's really good at motivating us also. But I could see her bringing that speech. Quick question here. Josh and I, two quick questions. It's more of a personal preference, especially with a goalie and an athlete. So Josh and I are going to do a little bit after this on our favorite uh, pump-up songs. So (laughs) just give me two or three of your go-to songs that you can put in your me. I got my playlist right here. It's it's actually the same songs every single time. That's perfect. Um, Where's my playlist? Haven't listened to it in a while. Sadly. Um, the one that I actually listen to all the time that I do my like mental, like, uh, I can't, mental, yeah, mental pictures and p- imaging, I guess it's called Split uh, by Tiesto. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. There's like not very many words, so it's good. You can focus. No. When he played that, he, he headlined Veld a couple of years ago. This is going back to the days where I party too much, but he, yeah, the crowd <laughs> went wild for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. And then, uh, yeah, just a lot of Tiesto, some Martin Garrix. Uh, right. So like, you mentioned the mental Bigfoot, like, yeah. Listening to music. I know goalies just like stereotypically wise are known for their uh, superstitions. So what are like mm-hmm. some of the things that you do to get ready in the hallway before the game? We always see like CBC taking videos of the guys putting the tennis balls off the wall. <laughs> what are your type of uh, uh, traditions? Yeah, so I do that too. Um, it's more like, it's more of just like an ex- extended warm up. Um, like, I don't know what would happen if I didn't do it. Like if, if it is a superstition, like I, I just always find time to do it. So I guess it is kind of a superstition. Um, but as for other stuff, just the classic, like put like right skate on then left skate on oh, yeah. um, same music, like nothing too crazy. Um, nothing too weird. I know everybody always says goalies are super weird, but yeah, I feel like yeah. my and superstitions the, are pretty. the air on that too, because goalies are, goalies are, Goalies are people too, and they have emotions. 
we're not that weird. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a little little different than my beer league routine, which involves a couple of drinks before and then rushing to get my skates on, but to each their own. <laughs> yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's been great having you. We really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm thank just you for spending the time. I know it's, it's especially with moving into Ontario right now in the middle of what we are in. It is not it's not like it's not like you do have time to do other stuff but we know sometimes a podcast with some guys you don't know are the last things on your mind so we really appreciate it we want the attention to the six like we really do so we want Drake to represent you guys too maybe one day down the road like (laughs) Raptors thank you well and no I I'm honored to take the time I'm glad that you guys are putting in the effort to to get us the the viewers and promotion so I thank you actually thank you so much No, yeah, thank you for coming on. Okay, I'm just going to stop the recording, and then if you just hang around for a second, we'll just say goodbye. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. <laughs>